Mailbag. All right. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. Sandcast. Going Kona mode. Going with the boys. Savvy Simo here and the for the mailbag episode. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers boys. Oh, yeah. Cheers to the... Off season, not off season, not sure where we're at. I think it just became my off season <laughs> as of a few hours ago. <laughs> How are we doing, everyone? I'm great. Off season. It's definitely your off season. <laughs> <laughs> You're all about it. Yeah, me too. It's so I know. funny. I was going for the uh, sparkling waters, and I was like, wait, it's what? the off season. <laughs> it's Kona time. No practice tomorrow? And, yeah, the last like two weeks, I've just been texting everyone I know who has a semblance of any ability to golf. I'm like, golf, golf, golf. Right. Dragged Leela Tucker out there. And it was hilarious. Oh, that's cool. We were on like the 16th hole and Leela was just playing god awful. <laughs> Tough day. Tough day on the Tough course. Day. And he was just like so mad. And I was like, well, put it another way. And we were playing until sunset. We finished at like 710. So it was pitch black. And a guy, one of the guys we played with, he had a glow in the dark ball. It's pretty sick. Dope. But Leela was just so frustrated. And I was like, well, Think about it this way. You could be playing your fifth match in a CBVA right now. <laughs> and Kyle Friends, like, you could be warming up again. And Lilo's like, I needed that perspective. I'm glad to be out of here. <laughs> be at Seaside playing the, the night game. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I like the off season. Yeah. Just have a lot more time in the day yeah. to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so much time for activities. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, like, I remember back when I was, like, when I first became pro, still with Gabby, just girlfriend mode, it was like my days were, it was just practice and then call all my friends, like, what are we doing today, you know? <laughs> and then off season came and it was like every day, all right, we're going to go surf and then we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Yep. And now I'm like, okay, off season, here we go, we're going to do all this stuff. And it's like, oh. Wife and kids. <laughs> a lot more. And then all my friends are old now and they have wives and kids and yep. like go down the Rolodex like, oh no one can hang out like what? <laughs> it was so easy back in the day to just hang yeah. out with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Not as easy now. You gotta schedule it like a week in advance. Yeah. <laughs> but we got our golf schedule for tomorrow. Got our golf Let's schedule go. for tomorrow. Still surfing. Uh, Did you surf today? I didn't surf today. Oh, okay. But I really want to. I need to get out there. I had Nye all morning. See? It's the difference. Dad duties. I was literally Girl at dad. the beach looking at waves, being like, oh, wow, it's actually pretty good. Was it good? There's a good wave. There's a good wave. <laughs> it's a lot better than you said. Because it's been... I went to Manhattan, and it was, like, legit shoulder high. Okay. Like, you could possibly steal some shoulders, which is good for down here. So... It was a lot better than you said. Yeah, well, my Maryland guy can't read the surf. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have like the little surf line app, and so I just look up, and it's it has the Hermosa Pier. Yeah, so Hermosa is always bad. Yeah, so that's that was my <laughs> frame like of reference. It's like the south of the South Bay. There's like a line, and it's like the Hermosa Pier. Anything south of that tends to just be trash. As you go further north, it gets bigger because it catches that south swell. Anyway, gotcha. We don't need to explain. My, it. The only way I can uh, <laughs> transport a board to Manhattan is either hitching a ride with you or just tucking one scooter. under my electric scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little sketchy with the one hand scooter. I haven't seen you on that. I've taken it a couple times. When it was really hot, I would take it to the studio here. So when I didn't, when I sat down, I wasn't just drenched in sweat yeah, while we were podcasting. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Our chair appreciates Can't it. Can't go Sean Rosenthal on it. Yeah, Rosie put some butt sweat on that couch. Oh, that one. It was like no years <laughs> ago. Oh, where nice. you're at. That was like two, three years ago though. So Man, something fun. happened with it. 
Yeah. We never cleaned it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Try are both mm. in uh, full off season mode. I'm not playing again for till Huntington, the tour series there, but you have a couple events coming up, right? Yeah, next um, Friday I'm going to the Maldives and then Dubai, so. Yeah, then I don't know what I'm doing after that. I don't know what I'm doing. I never know. Update for the fans. I never. I still don't know what I'm doing. Just trying to figure it out. But yeah, that'll be sick. I mean, Evan and I are going like a day or two before everyone else. We're going on Friday and get in like early Sunday morning. And like kind of going to make a cool little trip. out. I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to play. And that, I mean, going to the Maldives, like, are you kidding? Like, that, I mean, it's going to be insane. Dubai, too. And we're, like, we have a lot of time in Dubai because it's way cheaper to be there than in the Maldives. So we're going to go there, like, mm. right after the Maldives tournament. And the net, like, that finishes on, like, Sunday. We leave Sunday night. And then the, the um, Dubai one doesn't even start. The qualifier doesn't even start till Saturday. Whoa. Yeah. The qualifier Saturday. So we got a lot huh. of time in Dubai. I didn't know so that. Hopefully it's... Cool. I've heard good things. Yeah, it's interesting out there. It's Have definitely there? worth seeing. I've only flown through Dubai, yeah. but been to uh, Qatar many times. Yeah, so yeah. it's similar. Yeah. Maybe a little more wealthy in Dubai. I don't know how you get more wealthy than anywhere <laughs> out Doha. there. It's like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you think of Dubai. It's like the that crazy mall where you can ski inside and like the biggest building in the world. Yeah. And yeah. A whole chain of islands that's shaped like planet earth that they didn't even use <laughs> like you ever hear about that no yeah you gotta google it there's literally they wanted to create like an ocean a community of islands you can look at it right I'm now go on the map there's a community of islands and yeah. it's shaped as like the globe so you can like be like i live on africa <laughs> and they made it out what? in the ocean in dubai and then I heard that, like, once the project was done, like, something didn't work out to where the whole Gosh, thing was I just see a it. scratch. It says the world. Yeah. With all these little so dots. You, can, you own you these islands or whatever, huh. and you live on them. What? That's crazy. Yeah, you got to, like, zoom out there. You know what's weird is I actually looked up, when I was trying to figure out where the Maldives were, I looked up Maldives, and then it, the first one that showed up was Maldives, in, like, the, like, what did it say? Like, in the United Arab Emirates. I was like, yeah. Maldives, that's really close to, <laughs> to Dubai. And that's the, and I was like, wait, that's not the actual one. Yeah, I hope no one makes that's that mistake crazy, for real. That's crazy, though. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Huh. The well, world island. The more you know. Yeah, everyone learned something new. And then, mm. but they didn't use it, apparently. I'll do my research tonight. <laughs> Get back to you guys. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. though. It's mm. amazing the things that you know just from playing traveling. beach volleyball and traveling the world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> True. It's fun stuff. Yeah. It's funny because I hear, like, like Savvy say, I'm going to this tournament. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm like, that's what I thought on all my trips. <laughs> and then I kept going back. I'm like, oh, great. And that's not true. Like, some of them, like, Maldives. You don't, you yeah. don't know if you're going to go back. But, like... When it was my first time on the world tour, all the stops were like, like once in a lifetime. Oh my god, I, I'm in Germany right now. I'm yeah. in Switzerland. I'm in wherever. <laughs> and then now I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. I'm exploring and it's it's fun. So then yeah. after that, I don't know Huntington or Orlando. I we'll see. Yeah, I don't know what's next after that. It's I would like an off season. Yeah, season. I just it, don't know when it's gonna happen. It goes for a while. Like I say, I'm in off season, but I'm just in like a three and a half weeker. 
Just like a lull. Yeah. Cause then it's after, golf season. Yeah, because I'm going on a golf <laughs> trip with my brothers next weekend. And um, when I get back from that, then it's time to get ready again for yeah. for Huntington. Were you yeah. playing with in Huntington? Do you know yet? JM, probably. Oh, nice. Yeah. Perfect. But I, I just signed up for um, the Cairo Challenger with Salila Tucker. Dude. Yeah. That'd be sick. When so, is that one? End of November or December? It's late, It is huh? right after Huntington. It's right after Huntington. So it'll be Huntington, Cairo, Thanksgiving, AVP, Orlando, or Central Florida. Because you guys got in that one. You are not yeah, in the off-season. So I'm just in, like, this brief <laughs> break that break. I'm making the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to go to Dubai okay. and Cape Town. Now I think we might not go. Which basically... And then the Orlando event was, like, a toss-up yeah. anyway. So now I'm like... Because it's so late. Do I have four months off now all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't mentally prepared for that. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, I don't really have much else to to do this year. Yeah. World Tour just isn't motivating before Olympic qualifying for me right now. So, yeah, I'm in a weird place. Like, I don't feel like I should be in off season, but it feels pretty damn good when I say it out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually got an email today about from the – who did it come from? It was like a Zoom. It was from, let's see, FIVB Athletes Commission – says, Dear Athletes, today we received a letter with points about which athletes are unsatisfied at the moment, and then yeah. they sent a Zoom link. You didn't get on that, did you? I did. You did? Yeah. It was today. So it was like the FIB Athletes Commission is like the athlete representatives yeah. of the FIB, yeah. obviously, and the IBVPA, the International Players Association, is not satisfied with how the tour is, because obviously, I mean, it's crap right now. Those players don't have the AVP tour, so I made thirteen yeah. grand on the world tour this year. I'm not going to cut it, you know, no. like uh, to make a real living. Yeah. And this, this is those people's full time livings. Like, yeah. So the players' association is trying to make a stand by making a public statement. Mm. Um, and this, uh, when's this episode coming out? Uh, Julia comes out. Tomorrow and then we're a week. Okay, good because we're not supposed to talk about it before (laughs) it happens. Yeah, Um, but in Paris, yeah, they're going to make a public statement about the dissatisfaction about it, and then the athletes' commission just wanted to talk with the players players first before it goes down or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, just basically, players aren't happy, and they're trying to make a stand. Like this isn't you can't we can't make a living. Like we need to get jobs if this is going to be the tour. That's how they feel. Yeah. And I, I agree. Yeah. If it wasn't for Olympics coming up and us being lucky to be Americans where we have the funding and resources from USA Volleyball, yeah. I would not be on the world tour. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, like you said, we have the AVP. And and the AVP, Which, yeah. you know, a lot of people, I mean, us included, you know, will kind of rib the AVP a little bit for some of the you know, right. stuff that goes on for the That's season. True. But it is the best tour in the world mm-hmm. domestically. Yeah. Um, I mean, the system might have been funky sometimes, but anything you try for the first time is. But two was like two point one million dollars in prize money, compared to any other domestic tour in the world. It's that's enormous. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I gosh, I still want to go we back just have, through. We just remember like the early two thousands and yeah. the nineties, and we're like always trying to get there. Yep. So our standards are, but you're right. We yeah. always got to kind of be grateful for what we do have. Plus, we went through. You know, the bankruptcy 
And then Donald started building it up, and then COVID. Yep. And then Donald sold it, and then so we're just yeah. always in. Just riding the waves. We're always <laughs> on these waves, yeah. But, but I, we never we never got on top of a big wave yet. Yeah. Not really. But I keep one of my off-season projects is to try to determine if, <clears throat> one, how many players made a career high in prize money this year on the AVP. Because I think it's a, probably a pretty substantial number. Um, and to compare that with years past. Well, it's not going to be anyone... Well, all the old players are retiring, so yeah. Right. But everyone on the AVP tour, like I'm an old veteran now, has only started in the since the bankruptcy. Yeah. So it's not really saying all that much. Yeah. Well, I mean, Casey. I'm interested to see how Casey's year stacks we up. Had, we had we had Donald all. start with three events in yeah. 2012. 12. And then he did like five, and then he got up to like seven, maybe. And then we hit COVID, right? And during those years was Olympic qualifying and top teams played in like four of yeah. the seven. There, there was so much overlap. So it wasn't really ever too much. Yeah. Like a full season ever. This is the this is the bit fullest season I've ever played on the AVP tour. Yeah. It's um, awesome. And then COVID and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it's it is good. I think yeah. we're good. Let's talk about, um, I mean, obviously you were just in Phoenix. I mm-hmm. kind of want to do a recap. We got a lot of questions about yeah, yeah, yeah. everything about Phoenix. So I just wanted to hear, like, your opinion. It seemed like all the athletes based on just Instagram, like, really loved the event. Like, mm-hmm. so what, did, what was your thoughts I on it? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Like, everything you'd think of walking into an NBA arena, it felt like you were going to an NBA game kind of thing, like, when you're in the stands and concessions and I walked through the front and you know they had all the signs and the billboards and it was players on it and AVP branding and sponsors and it really felt like you were going to a a big event and then obviously we didn't fill the whole stands they had it blocked off but the court was pretty front front and center well lit up VIP which sold out like the first day or two um it was just epic yeah Uh, the arena felt like it was like loud and pumping and uh you could see the the jumbotron all four sides was running um it just felt like a real big sporting event um the sand was a little jumpy there's no wind so it felt like kind of indoor it felt different but i think it's sweet like that's our one-off event where okay the indoor guys are probably gonna be bombing their serves like feeling more confident and we had four the men's final was for ex-NCAA MVP indoor players in the final. Um, and I thought it was really entertaining. The fans felt like they were comfortable. They can show up for one, two matches and not, like, have to, like, walk around and try to find somewhere to stand. Or, yeah. like, they just had seats. They're comfortable there to watch that one show. Everyone's watching one thing, not walking around the whole venue and, like, it's like, ah, oh, the crowd's decent today, but if everyone in this whole place was in one place watching, it would be awesome. And so we had that. I thought it was just epic. I don't think we need to run a whole tour as an indoor tour, <laughs> but if we had like a... One or two. One or two, or even like... A, Three. Yeah. Let's say we got up to 10 events, right? And we do the indoor series. We It's not the gold series, but it's the, whatever, indoor series. Yeah. You have those three, then you have the gold series, which are the three bigs, and then whatever, 
for the other ones. Yeah. Something like that. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, I, I, like, I was like, I wonder how Phoenix, like, Phoenix, like, doesn't seem like a place that's super big on beach volleyball. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't really know, but I was like, really, Phoenix? And then I was watching online, and I was like, I was worried that it was, I figured they would fill, like, the one side where the camera was yeah, going to be. So I didn't you, even so think it, we would fill that. I, I was worried about, like, we'd be, like, ten rows up, and the camera would have to, like, pan down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. First match Full. of the first day. Yeah, that whole section was was it's full. It's really cool. And then it started. People started creeping in and like the wraparound, yeah. like to the corners. Yeah. It was it was great. That's really yeah. awesome. And if that's year one in Phoenix, you got to think year two, three, get word out there. Yeah. Even for like, get word out there for people to fly in. Like this can be the end of the year event that you go to every year if you want to go, like have fun, have drinks, go buy VIP, splurge a little. You're going to be comfortable. You stay at a hotel right there. You're in You're AC. Not be, it's not hot. It's yeah. not hot. Yeah. You can pick the matches you want to go to and, like, go to it. Mm-hmm. They're night matches. A lot of them are night matches. Yeah. Like, just really good vibes. Yeah. It it looked awesome. And I was I was excited. I was talking with Josh Glazebrook because I was with you. I was a little... A little nervous. Yeah, I was like, great, yeah. a stadium, but can we, can we get the first <laughs> roll pull? <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, like you guys filled it up. This is awesome. And so I think there was 3,000 people on that first night, and then there was just under 7,000 on the second. That's awesome. Which was, that's great. The crowd was yeah. loud too because it's great. indoors, so they could hear us. Like, yeah. we knew they could hear us. Yeah. And we could hear them. So, like, if someone wanted to speak up in the crowd, it was, the music wasn't like going loud the whole time. It was like yeah. Mark talking. And then you could hear us. There was a lot. It, it felt like the crowd was close to you. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It's a great job, AVP. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was thoroughly impressed with what they were able to do. It and, seems uh, like everyone was happy that was part. That was um, the Ballys partnership coming into hand because Ballys sponsors the Mercury. Okay. Brittany Griner's team. X team? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, too soon? <laughs> yeah, too soon. <laughs> That's brutal. Um but they had a partnership there, so I think Valley's kind of pushed it, like, go play in this Very arena. Cool. And uh, I think they have partnerships with other arenas as well, or teams and arenas. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping it turns into something. Awesome. Yeah. And you got to think that we're going, trying to creep t- closer to, we're at seven events, trying to c- creep closer to ten, I, I would guess. So maybe one of those, one or two of those additions will be indoor. Yeah, I think it'd be Did cool. Did you like the um, six-team format? Because you had to buy first round. <laughs> I right? love starting in the semifinals. As <laughs> yeah. much as it's hard um, playing, obviously, all four top seeds yeah. lost. Um, obviously, it, it's a trap of, like, you're, you're not ready to play in the semifinals. Yeah. You know, mentally and physically, you're just not, like, amped yet. Yeah. Um, whereas the other team got to play a match and get the adrenaline going and mm-hmm. stuff. Um I just thought in that arena and the, what we had, you don't want to put too many matches. It just confuses fans and like, just you want them there for the main yeah. event. Like everyone yeah. come together, let's put on a good product all at once, rather than like a medium product all day long for three days. Um, I'm biased, yeah. of course. If I want to be part of the top six and not have all the other teams I have to compete against, um, but I. I think it was I think it was a good call. I think fans liked it and as like an invitational or one or two a year. I don't know if you want to do three that are only six teams, like that's a bit much. 
I like it as the end of the year, mm-hmm. top six, yeah. end of the year. Like those teams earned it. Yeah. If you do more events, maybe bring more teams in. More. Well, I was even events. thinking like just NCAA, like you could take top eight and make it a more of a. Yeah, like, you don't have the buys. Then you don't have the buys. You can. I mean, I'm sure you can still do that in two days. I'm not. I'm not really sure, but that's still half the normal main draw yeah. teams, and then there's maybe a couple more games. But I mean, it. it went really smoothly i guess that was just the only other thing i would think of is like maybe they did eight people and did it kind of like the yeah. ncaa that was the only other thing it but would work. i don't know i yeah. liked uh i was talking with al Lau before because i did a little preview on it mm-hmm. and i just asked him how he got to the number six yeah. and he said well you know the nba is gosh i forget it's what a 32 team league with how many make the playoffs yeah i think 16 is it 32 Maybe it's a 30 team, 30 team league in the NFL NBA. NFL is 32, I think. And, but it was like, so roughly 40 some <laughs> percent make the playoffs in the NBA. Right. You know, 42 percent in MLB. Uh-huh. Somewhere around that ballpark. And he goes, well, our normal draws are 16. So six 40%. teams out of 16 is roughly that kind of 40 percent oh, threshold. Cool. So if, if you're yeah. doing a postseason format, it, it was a good explanation. I thought that was perfect. I think you, yeah. I think you, cool. you invite the teams that. S- are competing to win events every weekend. Teams that didn't show that they can, they're really even going to compete to win, those are the ones that I think it's appropriate to leave out. And I think mm-hmm. we had those teams there. I think the only player that, you know, is part of that group but wasn't invited until Phil got sick was Andy. Yeah. Well, Andy um, won Austin. That's what well, I'm saying. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He's the only one that was out of it that, like, really showed, like, okay, this guy's competing to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular season. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, every year that's going to change for sure. And I like about Phoenix that they rewarded teams being teams. Because the only reason Andy wasn't there was because, you know, he played with he Phil and around, he played yeah. with Miles. And I like that they're incentivizing a team yeah. element. Except for uh, Zana and Pavin. Well, their explanation for that was fine, I thought. Because Zana and Brandy earned a spot. So it's not like them bringing Pavin in had taken a spot from someone else because right, Zana right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had it. So that was that was cool. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. That. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's like you don't want Zana to lose the spot because she earned it. Exactly. So it's like the Olympics. Yeah. Real, realistically, do you – Taylor can't play. Do you sub me and Trevor in? Yeah, that's probably the best bet, right? But, no, you, but you can't let take Jake. Jake keep his spot and he mm-hmm. gets to bring someone in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, we were playing – great ball at the end of the, when the yeah. qualifying and it would have made more sense to let us play but I think when you earn the spot you you, you get to keep it yeah, yeah. so yeah. I thought I thought the whole thing was good was stuff really and, well and fans done. that didn't show up if you want to like end of the year have fun uh, just unique event very comfortable when you're there let's all meet in Phoenix we need they need to have an after party Set, I think, for fans and everyone because it ends on a Saturday, Scott's too. Vegas. So, for once, <laughs> that'd be for really once, cool. We can actually like go out on Saturday and like, yeah. you know, the top the teams that are winning can party with everyone. Yeah, Taylor Sander invited everyone, he did because <laughs> we're partying. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. so I party. went. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> he grabbed the mic after Mark interviewed me. He was like, let's go party. There was throwing up in taxis in the <laughs> back. There was sleeping in the clubs. And, uh, all by that team. No. 
It was proper, though. Probably, yeah. They earned it. They won. They earned it. They earned it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I guess we'll, you know, we'll close up the uh, Phoenix thing with, obviously, the Casey Patterson. Yeah. Everything with that was was, so cool. That was epic. Yeah. That was literally the best way you could possibly go. Because the lights turned off. It was like an NBA intro. The whole Jumbotron. Yeah, he's Geeter's got the whole crowd. It was. Couldn't have been better for Casey, and I'm, yeah. I'm super happy for him. Uh, I think everyone was, like, emotional in the stands. Like, I was going to go say hi to Casey, but I can't hold my shit together right now. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll say hi later. It's like wife's crying. All his kids are with him. 18-year career. Yeah. Like, that guy's poured his heart and soul into it. Uh, and he's been so good for our sport, too. Like, showing other players how to, like bring out their energy and like entertain the fans and engage with fans he obviously won 18 times which is crazy and um yeah you could tell he's like hanging on with all he can but he's got five kids and not on the world tour and should be retired so it was proper i, I was happy yeah, for him someone asked here why did why did casey hang it up well, i mean I feel it, was like it was just time, time. yeah <laughs> <laughs> The fifth baby just came and <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can't train full time. Like he can't train so part time. He can't. He can barely train part time, <laughs> and he's he has to be putting in twice as much time at his age. And as you saw in the match, like his vert wasn't ever that high, but it was just getting lower and lower. And he still played well. He still ding chase in the head. That was funny. <laughs> that I was like, was funny. I was like, you should have made that your last swing. Just walk <laughs> yeah. off. Because that was, like, in the deuces, right? Like, towards the end. Yeah. Anyway, happy for Casey. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Not just any break. This is the Waiakea water break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha at waikia.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANCAST-20. 
All right, that's Sandcast-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put it in order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code Sandcast-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long, despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves: Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first 
inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta Games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... It's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. Um, I have a lot of people asking, like, how did playing indoors affect your your strategy? Like, I feel like for me, I love when it's windy. I feel yeah. like that, like, benefits me. Uh-huh. And it changes the way I serve, and it changes the way I do things. So how did that, like, you and, and Trev specifically, like, how did that change game plans against certain teams? Or, like, did you guys have to change anything up that um, you normally do? I think we just didn't do any of the wind strategy mm-hmm. stuff you know it wasn't like you're always it's beach volleyball you're always adjusting to yeah. what the elements yeah. of what they're giving you if the wind's howling in your face obviously you're going to be probably ripping top spin or you know short deep i don't know for sure um i can't say it changed my strat i'm a jump server mm-hmm. so like if it's there i go for my jump serve um if if people pass well, they're jumping really high in there, and the sets are perfect. Like you saw a yeah. lot of long distance setting yeah. where the ball yeah. just stayed on that line. Saw it on bounce beach. Yeah, exactly. Your, your highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, uh, Theo should have bounce blocked me there. I was like, I don't care if he's there. I'm gonna rip this thing. <laughs> I was like, I'm not surprised he didn't take that. Um, it was yeah, it was indoor. Like the ball, the sets weren't moving. Nothing was blowing. You could jump high, so it was a lot of jump high, hit hard. Um, I thought Partain had a really good. Obviously, he does his on two stuff, but he was swinging eighty percent really well, like keeping it high. And like when you we saw him play Andy in the first match, he was knew that the blocks were up big and was kind of like cuffing high. He 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 got Andy touched the first like six balls that Partain hit. And didn't get any of them. So I think that was good. Because if you're swinging low, the blocks are getting up really big yeah. too. Which I did at the end of, with Theo. It was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> um, uh, so it was like, yeah, that 80% cuffing the ball, not trying to hit too low, was was the best bet, yeah. I, I feel like. Yeah. And then Sanders' jump serve was insane. Insane, yeah. And then Lopman was getting a hold of it pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I was cracking some pretty good it, it blew my mind that in your match against miles and lottie there were zero aces because you're a really good server and dude, lottie's a really good server they fought off um yeah lottie was hitting some good ones but i felt like i cracked a bunch and he was like they were like diving for it and then miles like just hits it on two or something like you know off balance or whatever it was like that kind of volleyball where yeah. if you're up near the net just get up big and take a good crack and there's a good chance you could tell that's what miles does indoors right yeah. he comes from the right and he swings with the left yeah and then he jump sets and he is long. He's basically just playing yeah. ucla indoor volleyball there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. did you watch i'm sure you 
what was I think it was the men's final. Obviously, I'm sure you watched it. Yeah. Were you listening to the the commentating? Did you uh, hear and Cameron and and Dane? It seemed like they got into like I don't know. They weren't in an argument. But they're talking about it's the funny serving. They they're talking about the serving. <laughs> And everyone's ripping jump serves, but everyone was like passing pretty yeah. well. And she, Cameron, made a comment about like, you know, everyone's in system. Like maybe someone should like yeah. throw in a float or like a short serve. And Dane, Dane was like, well, they have to keep serving aggressive. Like you can't just like. And Cameron's like, well, yeah, but like maybe mix it up a little bit. And then Taylor Sander throws in his like new off speed yeah. like short serve and aces Miles Partain. And Cameron goes, there it is. Yeah, he did it. And Dane said nothing. And I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, this is so – they've been uh, commentating for hours together. I'm sure they're exhausted, and I felt the tension from yeah. my house. I was like, this is so awkward. No, the, but she um, called it on the serves. I was like, yeah. That's, that change-up yeah. jump serve is nasty yeah. when, when Sanders gets yeah. a hold of it, right? I think Lotman hit a few, too. It, it was just like indoor. Like, that's what yeah. you do. You rip yeah. it at him, and then every once in a while you cuff it. Um, I threw in some floats because I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I was like, I'm bombing, but Peter they're handling it. I mean, you're playing in like yeah. Lotman is an Olympian <laughs> indoors. Like this is what he did was, yeah. and he wasn't a big gnarly hitter. Like he came in to pass for yeah. teams. So, and Sander was on his national team. Like he was, if anyone's not going to be uncomfortable in that situation, it's probably Lotman. Yeah. And then Partain's now he's an indoor player right now. Yeah. And then Taylor Crab, same thing. Like, it's just what he does. Yeah. So yeah. nobody, it's just, you just had, like, the best indoor passers out there. That's why there wasn't too many aces, but by far the highest velocity serves. For sure. It was all Sander. Like, yeah. all of his serves were the highest velocity. But, yeah, um, yeah Lotman's were coming with pace. I felt like mine were coming with pace. Uh, who else was cracking them? Well, Miles Partain usually well, jumps Partain can. Big, but he took it away. He's he was floating. doing that deep float. Yeah. yeah. That was working pretty well. It wasn't acing people, but it was getting him out of system. Yeah. Because his, his jump serve was maybe the highest error rate of anyone. I mean, even higher than Sanders. And he didn't get nearly as Lama many aces. missed so he, a lot against us. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, Miles, he turned it back a little bit. And he jump serves pretty well now. He got a couple aces. Yeah, I don't know why he. I always was surprised that he does that little, that little short little float so often. Yeah, I'm like, you're a pretty big dude. Like, you should be putting people in trouble from yeah. the service line. He has a nasty uh, jump serve hybrid. Yeah, he does his hybrid slime ball. Man, that thing. But that's moves. not like, that's like his jump serve. He does it a lot. Yeah, it's his go-to. Like Phil back in his prime is like, he's going to ace you. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what he's ju- yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, whatever. How about the girls? I don't. I don't remember um, who was hitting them. Well, I mean, Gina and hard. Julia Scholes are like the only with April out. Gina and Julia Scholes are really the only jump servers. Taryn yeah. has a really good jump Taren serve jump now. Serves, I think. Yeah. Um, and Kristen will throw it. She'll throw it in too, yeah. depending on I think. Ke- Kelly Chang has this Dude, funky hybrid serve it's like, that's um, gnarly. She'll face. She did it to me at practice. Like me and Emma were training against them one day, and she like faces the corner. Um, in front of like the right side or in her it's like kind of the way her arm is or I don't know if she's trying I'm sure she's trying to do it but it like looks like it's going to M on the left and it dies like right inside of my yeah. left leg it was, it was a really good serve and then you pair that with Betsy's 
gnarly float that surf. Fast, flat float. There's a fat one, fast one, like and then she has the like the short one too. I mean, she. I mean, those two together are. Uh, isn't Betsy like leading the tour in aces? Uh, this Kelly year is, she? actually. Really? Kelly is. Well, I but, think last year Betsy, Betsy was did. Like, she's usually like she's number like, two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With, and, and I'm like, she's just like booping it over there. Yeah. It's that Johnny Mayer flat. That's what he teaches at LME, right? Yeah. Like he's that's a, super flat. Mm-hmm. Three point serve. He's like, all right, it's, there's one point for pace, one point for uh, the trajectory, how flat it is, yeah. and then one point for the float on it. Like if so it moves? It has no, if you have like no spin oh, on yeah. it and it's fast and it's flat. He's like, you do that ten times, you're you're gonna get him out of system. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. And I worked I worked with him a bit and he had me experimenting yes. a lot of different serves. Yeah. Like these all these different side spins. He actually got my top spin going. I did it like in Manhattan, Chicago, and like I got more aces than I've gotten like in one tournament in the entire than the like over the entire season. I was like, Wow, maybe I should have been doing this like Mayor's a genius. Time, Trevor used to play with him and, and after he played with him, he, yeah, he started deciding he's a float server, and like that's when he started getting people in trouble with his float serve. Yeah. Trevor's float's one of the tougher ones that yeah. I have to pass. When it when it's on, people are scared of it. Yeah. He hits the best line to line serve mm-hmm. I think of anyone. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was playing with A Rob, and I'd leave my line a fair amount yeah Trevor would tag that thing like five times yeah. out of five and like alright I, I should probably go stand over there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah you just came out with um, did you come out with the men's I saw the volley mag women's side did you do the men's side as well yeah okay I haven't seen that one yet I haven't seen it either yeah. but yeah you want to give a couple shout out. outs to all your, your award winners I don't know if you can remember them off well, the top of your head our team of the year you <sighs> it was uh, <laughs> no surprise there you're the only one who won Multiple. You won three. This year was, uh, I mean, the way I headlined it was, it was kind of like year of the Hawaiians, because <clears throat> I mean, you you and Trev won a bunch. There was. I was gonna say Paula and Chris Crab <clears throat> kind of won the tour. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Taylor or Trevor was only not in two finals, I think. Yeah. So it was, wow. And it's funny because the only other team who really consistently performed was Cayman Came Theo, and, and now they are sort of loosely affiliated with Hawaii via Laird Apparel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Right. They got their Kauai connection. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we got our team of the year there. Um, I had Miles as the MVP. And that was tough because it was between you, Trevor, and Miles. And mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea how you'd really – differentiate because all of your hitting percentages were within i mean fractions of each other mm-hmm. miles led the tour in digs per set by a lot um i thought he served well but i just thought like the value he added to his individual team was higher than than anyone right. which is, is a tough standard yeah for you and trevor but i just think like you put miles you take miles away and you put him with anyone, and I think he has that same year versus, you know, if, say you put a different defender with Lotman. Right. I think he would have a tougher time making that many, having the success he had, which right. is, I mean, not any shade on Lotman. It's more praise for Miles. Yeah. Like, his ability to take over games is absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, MVP for the women was Kelly Chang. Uh, for It's funny because I was looking at it like both MVPs were people who optioned more than anyone. Their just (laughs) abilities just take over. But Kelly hit like 600 in Chicago, which was nuts. And she made zero errors in their semifinal (laughs) against Kristen and Terry. (sighs) Best offensive players were Kelly Chang and Phil. Defensive was Partain and Sponsel. Mm -hmm. Wait, I I thought I saw um, 
uh, who who led the tour in hitting percentage on BBB Info? For the guys? Yeah. I think I might <laughs> it was you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Sneaky, baby. <laughs> I don't think I would. Best attacker, bro. You should have <laughs> gave yourself the award. I think you probably need a minimum matches played. Right. <laughs> saw that, though. I got to give you a shout out. Yeah. Because I on, saw they Come put on. a little graphic up on um, the Phoenix thing. I was like, I didn't know I hit like 580. <laughs> so I'll take it. Hell yeah. And who knows how reliable the stats are, but I was like, it's the same stat keepers yeah, for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could your do Your one game where you hit like, what was it? What was your stat that one game? I had, well, against Evan and Bill, they had me at like 18 for 18. And I know that Evan dug me one time. Yeah. So I was like, they missed that one. So who knows? But I'll take That's it. No, but didn't good. you have one where you had like, your hitting percentage, you had like, they had me something at, crazy. Your your like attempts, your kills and attempts were the same. With I don't know, I forget. It's some crazy. Yeah, they had me like whatever, like forty six for forty six with yeah. four errors. Yes, that's <laughs> like that math doesn't yes. matter. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was the one. I was like, oh. uh, and I was close. bummed because I was like, I wish we had reliable stack keepers because yeah. I actually sided out really well. Right, but not that well. <laughs> it's like give me forty two for forty six. Yeah. There's fine. so it's many fine. stats. Okay. There's so many stats they could do that could tell like great stories about the year and like how it actually played out rather yeah. than just like looking at wins and whatever, you know? Yeah. Um I wish they had like blocks per attempt or day, you know, because as right. a split blocking team, now you can't win in digs or exactly blocks. Yeah. You could, but you'd have to dominate. Like, yeah. You have and half the why, attempts. That's why I like doing our own awards because for, for a while, for the past couple of years, it was me, Ed Chan, and Lee at Volleyball Magazine who did him. And Lee was more of like making sure we didn't make any egregious errors. Yeah. Cause he, and it was just me and Ed. But then, you know, Ed passed away in Chicago last year. And so I just did it myself. Oh, but sure. I put you on like the best blocker list because you were like seventh in total blocks. But you don't. You only block half the time. Half the time. Right. And so I like did the math and factored that in. I was like, yeah. I mean, then his blocks per set was actually pretty yeah. astronomical, considering blocks per yeah. opportunity. You never know. <laughs> they put. They did like something in like on during one of the games in Phoenix. They showed like top men's blockers, and it was like Logan and Theo, and I mean, I don't really remember, but I don't know if you were on there. Yeah, my mom's like, why is Try not on there? I'm like, cause he blocks half the time, literally half the time. So, yeah, you don't really think about that. Yeah. Because everyone thinks of you as, like, the top blocker or one of the top blockers, but, like, the stats, it's like you don't get the yeah. stats because you block half the when time. When I split block, I have to, like, let go of those. Yeah. yeah. But, like, blocker, I don't, look, I don't look at those stats. Because when, well, when I was fully blocking, <laughs> it was me and Theo and Phil and Jake Yeah. every year. Yeah. And I was, yeah, you know. And now Andy's kind of putting himself in that mix. Theo was our men's best blocker um for the women it was brandy yep. who led every single event she played she led the tournament in blocks yeah she it's not really surprising i thought that was pretty wild <laughs> especially considering so because gnarly. she didn't make a final like, and that's just pure yeah. blocks not blocks per right. set and so she was out blocking people despite playing less so volleyball gnarly. yeah well the people who played in the final might have been in the winner's bracket more it's true it's a fair point but that's why we need the stats. How many sets did these yeah. people play? And that's why I usually I did like percentages or yeah. blocks per set, digs per set. Either way, you know Brandy's. That was and Brandy's so crazy. Early. Yeah, and she's yeah. undersized, not 
for girls, but compared kind, to the top, I mean, kind to the biggest she's blockers, she's there. pretty undersized. She's only five is she ten. undersized in terms of average blocker? I, maybe not on the AVP, but World Tour, I think yeah. for sure. Because I mean, if you think about it. I mean, her and Delaney are the same height. Oh yeah! Wow, that's crazy. Are they really and Delaney five, seems 10? so teeny. Yeah, Brandy's got like pretty long arms, and she just jumps. So, so uh, there's dang no high. way I'm. I'm like, yeah. I thought I was five ten. I'm not. Definitely. <laughs> definitely not. We need to do some official measurements yeah. Of, yeah. of every player yeah. on hard yeah. ground, no shoes. Yeah. Yep. But Brandy jumps insane. Her arms are Flies. super long. That's another thing. She got the extra length with the fingernails. That yeah, you right. know, you never know, it might help <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's a beast. Just, just giving fans stats of like, okay, this person is this height with this wingspan. This is how far, far over the net they reach. Mm-hmm. It just tells such a good story. Yeah. That, you know, that's the stuff that all the other sports have. We're like, there's probably a whole office full of people that are dedicated to that. Yeah. But yeah. we'll get there. We'll it's get nuts there. when I we'll read, you know, stories on pitchers in baseball and they measure RPMs on fastballs versus RPMs on curveballs. Like, they're tracking the spin rate in golf. They have all these crazy stats. I was watching the President's Cup all weekend. It's like, yeah, when he's outside of 12 feet, you know, he's putting at 68%. When he's inside 5 feet, it's like, exactly, damn, yeah. man, these stats are awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I they love, pull like, stuff out of nowhere, like, yeah, football. and Yeah. But it, it's cool. It, tell, it tells us it's entertaining. Yeah. I think the AVP's it's progressively gotten better with the numbers. Still a long ways to go. Yeah. Because you know you can't you can't finish a tournament forty six for forty six with four errors. Right. It's just <laughs> math. Just you know? math. <laughs> Math's not adding up there. You know. <sighs> but it's getting better, yeah. especially as the tournament gets later. You know, I think the finals are usually pretty accurate. Semis are right. pretty accurate. But yeah. you know, when you're on the outer courts in Manhattan and you're, you're match 57 on the weekend, you might not get the best, <laughs> you know, the yeah. best performance yeah. from anyone exactly. on the quarter That's, off. Fair. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, how about Sarah Pavin in the skirt? Oh, I loved oh, it. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Man, Pav, um, she, when, ever since her and, and Mel split, she's just seemed like lighter. I feel like just having that pressure taken off and just like playing volleyball kind of for fun again. Has been so cool for Pat. Yeah. I don't think it was very heavy playing Play with Mel, Mel, like the most bubbly, happy yeah. person ever. But yeah, but you know, I like the pressure just of no pre- like winning. No teammate, and, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. being the form, the yeah. world champs. And yeah, I think just playing like Laguna for fun, and you know, putting a you know, playing with whatever outfits on I wanted to pick out. Because Delaney beat Pavin in the semifinals of Laguna. Yeah, oh. and so we're sitting in the recovery tent after, and Pavin comes up like. Didn't have to, totally unprompted. And mm. she was like, I just want to say, you guys played awesome, and it sucks that you beat us, but you played great. Like, Delaney, your pool digs were ridiculous. I don't know what they are, but I don't like them. And Kelly, you played awesome, and you played great, and good luck in the finals. And I was like, that was really cool of Pab to do. Yeah. yeah. And then Unexpected. I mean, Madonna, I only played against her one time, and she was pretty gnarly, but yeah. she's obviously the top, like one of the top players for a reason, and very competitive, but like I went and trained against her and Zana like the day they I trained against them all on Thursday and they left that evening and she was so great. And Zana's talking about the outfits and Pevin's like, just tell me what to wear, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Like what color yeah. you want, whatever you want to wear. And Zana mentioned the skirt or the dress and Pevin's <laughs> like, Yeah, we'll see. Like, I don't know. And she I mean, it was so funny to see like it was great to see that. Like yeah. it's really it's really cool. I love watching yeah. people have fun. It's fun. Yeah. 
It's fun to see people have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you smile. Yeah. So good for them. They were, great. Have... they were great this weekend, Zana and Pavin. And, I mean, they had two like two practices together before they left. They yeah. maybe, maybe won the morning of game day. So that was impressive to see them. Yeah. them Zana, honorary Canadian this year. Just yeah. playing with all Canada's yeah. best blockers. Best lefty blockers. <laughs> played yeah. with Brandy, played with Pavin. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen with Pavin and Mel now? Obviously, they split. Um, Brandy and Sophie are in Paris, right? You yeah, know. I mean, I, do you I have think, the inside scoop? Not that I don't no. know if you can disclose, but I don't know anything. No. I think the big question everyone is asking is what if you know Brandy goes with Mel? Yeah, yeah. yeah I Brandy think has the the keys to the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if you're if you're the Canadian Federation, that's probably what you're rooting for because then you know Sophie's a natural fit to play with Pav. Oh, that's true. You know, and then you have two elite teams versus right now. You know, I don't know what blockers. You know, Mel has available to pick up. I mean, the uh, next best team is the, the McNamara's, McNamara's, right? So, yeah, I mean, one of them get picked up by I think they're Pavin, sticking it but, out. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, because I think the Max... Um, they, they're probably like, oh, perfect. Like, if we stick together, then we don't let another team exactly. come together. And, and they're, yeah, you know, they're, they're so yeah. big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're the second you team. Know. Yeah. You know, like, they want to yeah. play together so bad. And, um I think that they probably would view it as this is our opportunity yeah. to make the Olympics as a team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so who knows? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Molly McPain's a good defender, but I think, she is you really know, good. Leah Monkhouse. Yeah. I don't know the next blocker available. I mean, the blocker mm-hmm. that Heather Bansley played with in Vancouver Open's solid, but it's uh, it would be a it would be a project, yeah. you know, for anyone that they pick up, you know, if there is no switch up from Brandy and Sophie. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the next one, I got a couple questions about Miles and Andy. And then I have a lot of questions about, like, who's Zana going to partner up with, if you guys have any predictions. But so Miles and Andy, they're going to the Maldives in Dubai, right? And then after that, we don't know. Yeah. It's just we'll see. Yeah. And Miles is still at UCLA. Yeah. And I know that, you know, Miles is just, like, the greatest kid in the world. He's very <laughs> focused on UCLA. Like, and very. Because he just looks at it as – yeah, I think Miles is just so uh, calculated. He's like, yeah. I committed to UCLA first, and I have that 100%. commitment. And I told Sprague, give him however many years, and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I think Sprague gave him permission to go play these fall events with Andy. Um, so it's awesome. I mean, I, I would, I love to see that Miles is getting out on the international tour because yeah. I, I mean, I think he's one of the best players in yeah. the United States, mm-hmm. and I think his game will transition perfectly to yeah. the world tour because you were just talking about how physical he's gotten like everything's yeah. just high snappy yep. which is the way you play mm-hmm. um but yeah I'm, I'm excited for him i don't know what it'll look like in the spring when he's competing with ucla and, and probably can't travel yeah. but we'll i see. also have a lot of people saying they want you guys to host him on here no we've we want him on yeah, yeah. i have talked you to tried? him i yeah. talked to him uh Two days ago, and he goes, "Yeah, now it's not a good time." Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's like, "Let's connect back in the spring." <laughs> I was oh like, my right. god, that kid he's is focused. So yeah. cute. And it, you know, I was he's like, so Miles, wholesome. I was like Miles, we're, we've been here for a while. We're not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Chairs open whenever you're ready, buddy. <laughs> so many people ask, "When are you getting Miles?" I'm like, "Whenever yeah, so he for wants." All the, yeah, whatever he wants. Like, t- bunch of people asking. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. He'll yeah. be on here. Message him, you guys. Don't message us. Yeah. Tell him to get on here. He's, yeah. not, he's not on social media, so you can't. Oh, well, good luck. <laughs> okay, I think he <laughs> does have not. an Instagram, but he, like, doesn't use it. 
Like he got like the ADP tagged him in an Instagram one time or something like that, okay. and I Why clicked on it and there's like zero Instagram. posts. Okay. There's like no posts or anything. It's beyond like the focus thing. Like I don't want to be distracted and all that. Like I pay someone to do it or something because you can get sponsors off that. Yeah. Like, Especially with the uh, the NIL, especially stuff. with what he's doing, like you're yeah. playing in front of all these fans, you might as well just start growing your following. Yeah. Post a few pictures. Yeah. Use emojis if you don't want to talk. <laughs> That's my advice, Miles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look at like Buttinger. He doesn't have a social media following. Like, oh my god! If you just had a social media that whole time you're in the NBA, yeah, you come to the beach with a hundred thousand followers. Now you have sponsors. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Granted, he you know he's. Has he's, money. He's okay. But still, like, <laughs> yeah. he's okay. I'm sure he would have liked media, to do Social media is so that. easy in terms of, you Just know, put your real self out there. If you have money, then hire someone else to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just posting pictures. Yeah. And being honest. We do that. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. we can do it. Yeah. Anyway, next how's, question. How's he doing, by the way? The baby and everything? He just had the, the baby and it's good. Does anyone know? Yeah, I think it's just standard uh, newborn baby yeah. life. Not sleeping. I see Jess. Yeah, exactly. Not sleeping. <laughs> I remember, She's like, oh. man, A-Rob was trying to get him to play the Myrtle Open. Yeah. And um, I was talking to A-Rob, and he goes, yeah, I tried to get Chase, but... And Chase was all gung-ho. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do all these FIVBs, and I'm going to do Myrtle Open. And Adam's like, well, you're going to have a kid, so, you know, <laughs> we'll see. And he's like, no, 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 it won't matter. Like, I'm going to do it. And then A-Rob... <laughs> I was talking to A-Rob, and he goes, yeah, Chase isn't playing that. He's he's like, no, man, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. A little harder than I thought. Yeah. Well, you're not dealing with your kid only. You're dealing with your wife. Like, when you're not there, your wife's getting beat up by the kid and, like, trained. Yeah. yeah. And so now that's your job is to, like, make sure she's sane. It's like, okay, it's not just about the kid. It's, like, all of our energy yeah. in the house. How funny was Troy in... Phoenix in that last game. Troy's built for that. That's like yeah. his yeah. favorite, yeah. especially in like a who cares if you win kind of match. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, let Casey have fun. That's like, come on, in a stadium. Yeah. I saw this him in the locker room with his stadium. shirt. I was yeah. like, Is, oh, okay, all right, all right, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Troy, <laughs> get out there, buddy. Casey Patterson, <laughs> Jr. <have> fun. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Just loves it. Yeah. Literally. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, who do you think Zana's going to play with? I don't, I don't know. You're on the women's side. You got the scoops? No. I wish I did. I don't even know what I'm doing. So, I don't know. No, she's playing with Julia in um, these challenger events coming up. So, maybe yeah. they'll do well. But, like, Julia and Gina had such a good season. Like, I don't know how they, they – I don't think they would split up. But, like, who knows? Like, it just depends. I think Zana's obviously, like, she wants to do the international stuff, whereas Gina doesn't. So, that could be hard for Gina, like, to keep someone like Julia mm-hmm. who wants to do the international stuff as well. Like, like I mean, Zana, she's one of the top defenders, but she had, I mean, this season was tough for her because playing with Brandy, they did so well on the AVP, but then it screws her for, like, international stuff because naturally everyone wants to go play with someone who they yeah. can do both with. But Zana is someone who deserves to, you know, be competing for, for a spot, like, in the... At least for the stipend. I don't know if she's in the stipend. I'm not, I don't really keep up with that stuff. I should ask Evan, my, my agent. Evan, he got all the numbers. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, well, I guess we'll see how they how they do and, and go from there. Or will her and Brandy, like, repartner up? I, after the whole thing in Chicago, like, I'm not sure how that all ended with Brandy playing with Mel. Like, I don't, I don't really know what that how that ended with her and, and Zana, but... I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe she'll go with maybe she'll go with Pavin next year for AVPs. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so 
Zana somehow discovers her Canadian passport out of yeah, the blue. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you never know. But yeah, I don't see any partner shakeups happening um, on the women's side. TKN, they're strong. They're going for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. And then Betsy and Kelly. I mean, I, I Sarah and Kelly and Teresa and Sarah. I don't see any weird shakeups on that. Yeah. On that end, unless. You know, the thing is, everyone kind of has to keep it. It's too. It's yeah, too. Yeah, you don't. Even if you have something in, on mind, you don't really. Like, do you go think Troy and Chase will stick together? Probably not. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, but who knows? <laughs> it's been a long year, you know? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's you're tough not, to say. You're not going to know until I know a lot of people want to see your predictions, but we there's not much to... Yeah, I think uh, AVP, the Central Florida one might be our kind of the preview of who oh, might be testing out. Want to sample each other. Yeah, I think that that that'll, might be kind of a test event for some people just to see not even necessarily if they're good at volleyball together but if, if they just like vibe well together yeah because right. yeah. I don't know if anyone's going to be good at volleyball on December 2nd <laughs> exactly <laughs> I'm going to try my best yeah. you guys are going to kill it <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um, so I guess I mean it's our off season kind of so Cole how do you say his last name Aidnick Aidnick yeah he asked how do you get the most out of an off season and your guys' opinions you've had off seasons, I'm sure. Like, yeah. what's what's? Oh. I know some people like continue to practice. Yeah, lift really hard. Some people take a lot of time off of volleyball. Like, what's kind of the what's worked for you? What's worked for you? Like, what do you guys think? Because I, I mean, I can't really give. I don't think I've ever had an off season yet, <laughs> so I don't. I can't give much insight. I don't know. Rest, mental, mental rest would be good. That's what I need right now. Yeah, but yeah, what do you guys think? Um, it changes every year, and there's depends no right on, answer. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it depends on the person. Um, I think I've kind of tried it all. Um, it's just a balance. Like it's there's no right answer. You need the mental rest. You need to just like not think about volleyball, relax, and yeah. you know, recharge your batteries in terms of like wanting to play and being excited. You need the physical rest, um, but then. Beyond that, it's like, how can you maximize getting better? You know, is it film? Like, can you do little things? For me, I used to be take a lot of time off yeah. and then just go back all the way in. And then I'm trying to add new little things in here that, like, this isn't going to burn me out or make me feel like I'm in season, but it is going to help me get better. Like, little film sessions here and there. Um, I don't really stop working out fully too much. Yeah. Maybe a week off. Like, I'm going to go to my trainer this week and just let him start rehabbing me. Um, and for me, that's exciting nowadays where I'm like, okay, now I get to build my body how I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, rehab the stuff I need to rehab for the first however long it takes, but then build it up in a way that I'm, like, excited to bring this new weapon uh, back into season. And then, you know, calibrating your reps and thinking about the things that you want to change in the next season uh the whole mindset of the team uh that's what I've learned over the last few years is like being a leader you have to really like bring the team together and like mm-hmm. get them bought into one goal figure out who your team is you know for some some people um it's hard like I was just in like today's day one for me basically yeah. and I was just in USA like trying to brainstorm and just like, wow, this is going to take a while to figure out yeah. what I want to do, especially this year where 
now we're entering the Olympic quad. I'm like, okay, what are, what are my real goals that I have? I'm going to have enough energy to to actually pursue. Well, and tournaments will start when you think Feb- February. You got to guess. I guess it, it'd be safe to plan on the first week of February. Yeah. yeah. Realistically, it might be March. Who knows? They might throw you one at the end January, of January. There yeah. is one at the end of January. It's the World Tour Finals, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm not playing in that. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's an opportunity to get really strong. Like, yeah. how do you want to – at the beginning of offseason, think of, okay, day one of next season, how do I want to feel physically? What do I want to look like? What do I want my weight to be? How much uh, will I have wanted to learn? You know, like I want to study defense and figure out how I want to, you know, you're not going to have it all calibrated by then, but you can at least have a good idea of what you're working on and why. And um, I don't know, you just find little ways to get better without like burning yourself out and knowing that you can come into the next season, like fully energized and excited to take on that challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like such a personal thing. It's what an off season should look like. Because I think, I mean, you you throughout a year. Huh? Year to year is different. Like right. different seasons do, are different. Yeah, I mean, you've probably had ten different off seasons. You know, they right. probably looked radically different because I think it really just depends on like three major factors. Like, what does your mind need? Yeah. What does your body need? And what does your game need? Right. You know, Good so point. I think like looking at where Cole is right now, like I would say he's sort of where Baranek was at like the beginning of 2018, mm. where Baranek was. was like, Almost making main draw and almost making main draw, and he's right yeah. there. And you're like, it's just a matter of time. I remember I played Cole in the final round of the Denver qualifier. We played him. I was like, we lost the first set. And we were down like 11, 10 at the tech in the I second. And I was like, this kid is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best player I've played against all year. Yeah. And uh, and then, but it, I guess just like he didn't end up making a main draw. So just like kind of streaky when he's on. Like he's freaking good. Yeah. And so it's like if you're Cole, if you're burned out maybe take a little break and watch some film of defenders who are like you um, and then get back in and ready to play. But I remember like when I was sort of in that phase where I was like, I wanted to use the off season because I knew that everyone else was taking time off. Right. I was like, well, mathematically I, that's where I can make up the yeah, most exactly. reps and lost time and just try to do it in a way that I'm not going to come into season just burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that, like now I know that my mind needs the recharge of just not playing. Right. So uh, my rule is just like if someone asks me to play, it's got to be no jump. It's got to yeah. be fours or something that would be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And just to get out yeah. there, like I had a blast with, with Troy and... against you guys. Yeah. Right. You know, and that was like an exception that I made. But I just I don't know surf. There's also golf. like go play by yourself. Like don't yeah. don't drag your partner out with you. Do something separate. Because you're going to spend the whole year together in very tense environments. So, like, don't spend your whole off-season, yeah. which is really a, a difficult thing when your partner's, like, your best friend. And we go home to Hawaii together. It's like, oh, I don't want to hang out with you, but all right, let's go, sir. All right. <laughs> no. Oh, we're all going to hang out together tonight, too. Yeah. Why am I at Trevor's house now? Like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get away from this guy. But I do think about it. I'm like, I got to give the guy some space because we get sick of each other on the road, like, I get sick of anyone. I get sick of my wife. We all get sick of each other when we hang out too much. Uh, So, yeah, I could play play tournaments with someone else and give your partner a break from, like, hearing you nag in their ear, you know? Yeah. Because you're going to have to get on them, and they're going to have to get on you in season. So give them a break in the off season and focus on you a little more. Yeah. I think... 
I think my rule of thumb now is to like don't start practicing again until I like I'm itchy. Yeah, yeah that's a good I'm sign too. To where practice. you're like, I really, I like, I want to. Yeah, exactly. Itching to practice. Yeah, because towards the end of the year, I was like, man, I got to go again. <laughs> it's like I don't want to. Mm-hmm. But I knew. I mean, I had the countdown. I was like writing in the journal. I was like, two more days, one more day. Laguna's over. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's real. Um, I guess another thing that we don't, I don't know if we've talked about it here, but like the whole coaching process, that was another one that got brought up. Like what, and again, I feel like this is something that's also dependent on your partnership and like, but like, I mean, how you're, you can talk about your, the process with, um, Jose and yeah. then, um, Leandro. Have you had a coach that you've like getting with, a like, coach? Consistently? Not really. Yeah. Like getting a coach. It's really tough. It's you re- pay the people are asking like the pay your percentage. Like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. a normal one is like. I mean, each coach charges a certain rate, and then what I've seen consistently is like ten percent of the prize. Yeah, ten percent. Prize like, fund is normally usually like, people are around ten percent ish, and the team decides, or the coach might say like, "I can't do it for oh, this for amount." And the team yeah. can. That's the toughest part about our sport is uh, most players aren't getting paid enough to pay for a coach. Yeah, and the players who are getting paid close enough to pay for a coach, and like, this is like a full time job. Would you call it a full-time job to be a world tour coach? Yeah, I mean, look right, at, it look is, at right? Evie, man. He's driving an hour. So these people are masters at their craft. Mm-hmm. Full-time job. You can't pay them 80 grand a year, like what they deserve, which is like, I don't know, that's average for someone who's this good at what they do. Yeah. Or whatever, 60 grand a year. I don't know what the right price is, but we can't pay them that, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they deserve. So the top players do have do get coaching funding from the national team and and we have that so it's tough um but i uh, i've like said to myself when i was a high i was like we're getting a coach i'm getting a coach and i'm never not going to have a coach again yeah obviously if that's not on the table at some point I, i can't help it but you yeah you find a coach and see if you can figure out the funds and Pay, we pay per practice and then it's like them doing a private lesson mm-hmm. kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and then we pay them you know the 10 percent prize money plus they get their national team funding and the better you do the more funding they get um so you're really like all in it together which is what i like for coaching wise they need some guarantee but yeah. i like them being bought into the prize money as well um and incentivized to win i think that's a big so like if I didn't have money to pay, you know, maybe per practice or whatever, maybe I'd jack that up to like 25, like higher, I don't know, 50% of your price, depending yeah. on what you're, you know, yeah. you're going to make. So it's like, you just know that coach is bought in. Um, I don't know. I think it's worth it though. Like it, yeah. it's certainly helpful to have a third brain, someone else to talk to, someone else to, you know, spill your frustrations too so your partner doesn't have to deal with that yeah yeah. Um, because you do need to get those things out but your partner like can't handle their own stuff and your stuff at all the whole time and you're on the road alone and tired and jet lagged and so you need that coach to be there in between so maybe you're frustrated with your partner and you go to your coach about it and then your coach goes to the partner and then comes back to you and then there's no tension between you two yeah and you can step on the court together and i don't know it's it's huge. It's just the problem is getting a coach is, is really difficult. And then there's not that many coaches, let's be honest. Yeah. There's not that many people who are say, good enough to do it. There's not that many, you know. 
Um, so yeah, you're lucky when you find someone who's like willing to dedicate themselves to that yeah. craft. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the practice organization, you know, when you get exactly. just four people Setting out there, it's like, what do you want to do? Well, I want to do a little bit of serve receive. And, and then after half an hour, everyone's like, well, let's just screw it. Let's just play a set. Bro, you know? I'm, I'll, I'll probably retire if I have to go back to that. Cause I'm so like used to having the coach and like telling, Hey, pass this ball to my left leg so I can practice this move. And, you know, I want to do like very specific things. So like group practices, I'm just like, unless we're just like what we did, we're like, Hey, we know we want to play a scrimmage today. Show up, warm up, scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like other than that, like I remember when I first came out on tour and just was playing pickup practices, like, can I jump in? I was like, this is terrible. Like nobody knows what they're doing out here and we're wasting so much time. I could have done all this in 40 yeah, minutes. Talking about what you. Talking, being distracted yeah. rather than a coach being like, hey, shut up. You're, di- you're distracting everybody. Like yeah. stop yeah. talking about football. Yeah. Like, get to work. And you also, you lose an arm when you don't have a coach. I mean, just having an arm there, like, I love practicing with you guys because not only do you have Leandro, who was our coach of the year. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, Yep. And Scott Davenport was coach of the year for the women. Oh, there we go. Um, So not only do you have Leandro, who I think has the best practice arm of any coach I've ever had. He hits harder than anyone. And, like, you could put a dime over there and say, Leandro, hit that dime 10 times. And he'll put pace, yeah. perfect spin, yeah. hit that dime 10 yeah. times out of 10. He's got the best arm in the in the South Bay Yeah, for coaches. Yeah. But just having sure. that, I mean, you get your reps are just so exponential yeah. when you have a coach there, just the shoulder alone. And then, you know, you got Dan bringing one, bringing morale, but also right. the ball cart's Good never morale. empty. Yeah, exactly. Dan's there. And they just understand they're bought in. It's not like, like shagging balls. Like some, some people might be like above that like, i'm not gonna just show up and shag balls for these guys like i'm not there i'm not their bitch yeah but it's really like no like you're just helping us get our rep like we all have one goal of this practice whether it's running and grabbing our water like small stuff you just like when coaches just get it like there's no ego involved if anyone here but sometimes you got to do the the dirty work as a coach and just just to make that maximize that practice and how, what we're getting out of it and those guys really understand that and it's tough as a coach like you have to take a step back out of the spotlight that's why it's hard for players to do it you know um to like start coaching after their careers because it's like you have to do a lot of the bitch work and, for uh, little money but just to understand <laughs> like i know what these players need to perform and then you know you might not even get a shout out after the game like they won they get all this and you just in in your own zone, like, yes, I did a good job. Yeah. You just have yeah. to know it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you worked with anyone answer. consistently? Um, besides Stein and Jenny, though. but, um, Jen, <laughs> Jen Snyder, great. you know, Jen. Yeah. So she's like, um, Scott actually coached her, Scott Davenport. So yep. I worked with her with Tony. I actually met her in the Turks and at the Turks and Caicos trip. Um, the one that Albie runs and she was great. And, um, she's like the queen of those fun, Oh yeah, she's good. She's great. That's how I went. The only trip I ever went on with her was Guam. Oh nice. It was just party and Bali and all that proper stuff. She's really good at that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. and it's it's honestly impressive, like to to be on and be good at those things because like you have to like be drinking but be coaching and be social and like do do all that together. Like I, I mean, it's impressive, but. She, like, came to one of Tony and I's practices, like, early on the season before Austin and was, like, laid into us and was, like, 
super into it. We went and got breakfast. She told us everything, like, she thought, like, if she, if, if she were to be our coach, what she, um, what she, like, what she thinks and what we need to work on, all these things, we're like, whoa, okay. Like, and we're, Tony and I aren't in really a position to, like, be paying someone five days a week to coach us, but two right. to three times a week, I think, is was, like, can we pull it off? Like, right. you know, maybe. But this was before Jose got hired, too, for, like, the, the USA development yeah, uh, program and stuff. So, you know, we took her to Austin. We took her to New Orleans. We, like, we took a seventh, then we took a fifth. And, like, I think we maybe even could have done better than a fifth, but then Tony got injured. So it was, like, so then I scrambling, trying to find a partner, and then went with them. And we had, we had to decide between um, Jen and John. And obviously, like, I haven't worked with – anyone on tour except for Jen so right. I was like I don't want to give my opinion like because obviously I'm biased like I feel like she's m- making me better but I've, I've that's the only person I've ever worked with right. and you've worked with how many people like you know you know what like what do you think and so we had ultimately we ended up going with John um and he he's very different like Jen is like on me all the time like watching every he's, move he's opposite yeah yeah <laughs> Jen is like watching my pepper right. and she'll stop uh-huh. my pepper and be like why are you peppering like that? Right. <laughs> why are you, why are your why aren't your knees bent? Why aren't you finishing your sets? Why are you lazy with your digs? Why are, I'm like, you're right. Like, why am I warming up like this? Mm. Like, she's on my ass yeah. like all the time. Or when we're traveling, she's like, she like checked my mom once and was like, you need to like stay like you need to not be so involved and like you know what I mean? Like, I just got out of college. Like, my mom my mom loves it and yeah. she like wants to be a part of it, but like. Jen's checked her like she and she's like on it with travel and she it helped me a lot because I have no idea what I'm doing like yeah. we had meetings with Scott about what tournaments made sense for us so I had so much structure um and John is like the complete opposite like he our practices were like how does that feel like what do you think like what yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like okay let's let's experiment with these things and which one felt the best and and, and like for an off season I think that's great because, like, I still don't know. Like, I, I've trained with Jen today with Jess Gaffney, and we're trying to fine-tune a couple of things. Like, we've trained one week together. We leave next week, so we're trying to fine-tune a couple of things. And Jess knows exactly what she wants. Like, and it's impressive. Like, she knows exactly where she wants to set. She knows that she needs, like, an apex on it. She knows she needs it, and, like, it, she would rather have it be a little bit inside and lead. Like, she knows exactly, and, like, I have no idea what set I want. Like, I really don't. Like, I... I think for me in my head, I'm like, I want to be able to like, you put it in this window and I still want to be able to do well, no matter kind of where, like, I never want to be super picky with my partner and that's something I need to work on. Like, cause obviously that'll help me get better as well. But, um, with Jen, she's like, you need it like this. Cause she can see things and tell me And John's like, let's like, why don't you start your approach from like the, like, like pass the ball and then start your approach from right there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like trying all these crazy things, but yeah. like it, he seriously helped with my, my jump serve and all yeah. these different things, like helping me learn, like making me think because yeah, it I, think it's like really makes me thing. think because sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, and right. what do you want to do? Like, I don't know. You're well early on too. It's like, give me the answers. I yeah, want and all the, the kind I, of guy yeah. where like when I was younger, I'd be like, just tell me the answer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Jeff Nygaard, when he came in, coach, I was like, I don't know how to talk to you. Like, just a different type of communication. Yeah. But yeah. nowadays, I, like, appreciate that so much more. Uh, but, yeah, it's just very different. Well, yeah, and coming out of college, too, it's like you have your system, and that's what you're doing. Like, I want someone to tell me, like, 
This is our system. What do you this mean there's no right this answer? This is what we're doing. <laughs> and, and John, he made me think, which is which is good. Like I need to I need to think more like that. So mm. there's there's so there's, I mean that's two different people on like two different ends of the spectrum, and there's so many different coaches in between. And yeah, um, I I just at where this the stage I'm at right now. With no, you know, no consistency in the partner stuff, like all that kind of, like I want someone who, like, is gonna hold me accountable like that. Like, not that I'm like lazy and I'm slacking off, but like sometimes there's just things that I just like don't realize I'm doing. And someone who's like, on it and who sees it and like she knows what I need to do. It's it's great. And John too, like, from a totally different perspective. Like I feel like I learned so much from him doing such different things. So it's it was cool to see both sides this season. So I'm I'm glad I got to to experience experience both um and yeah and then jose like i haven't really gotten in with his i haven't really gotten in with his with his sessions because um we were working with john and so it's like now like you know maybe after the maldives like i'll just if i don't know like partner stuff i don't know what's going on like maybe i'll just hop in and go individual to those sessions like i've done i was going with charlie jose is more like um Jen style where like he'll tell you yeah. what he thinks and yeah. like do this try yeah. this try this but the, I feel like his pace at least at the the USA sessions like Jen will stop slow it down talk about it and Jose is just like no, rep, go, rep, go, rep, go, rep, go. rep yeah. everything like that yeah, yeah. but dialogue yeah, too he's yeah. talking the whole time <laughs> yeah. yeah no yeah that, I think the coolest thing is the best thing you could do for yourself is to try different coaches yeah. which I haven't been able to do too often um, just like you might pick something up you're like, I love this coach. I don't want to drop him. But then, like, you go with someone else, you're like, oh, that's a nice thing. I like that thing, too. Yeah. I, want, I want to take that. And then you can kind of bring it all together and make your own game out of it. At the end of the day, the veterans at the end of their their careers seem to consider themselves their own coach. Like, they know yeah. what they want, very specific. And when a coach comes in, it's very collaborative. And um, But earlier on... Everyone wants to be told what to do. Yeah. So really, it's just about learning yourself and putting your own game together. But yeah. by having different coaches, you learn all different techniques and all that. That's that's kind of what I love about being kind of everyone's <laughs> practice dummy. Is yeah. that came well, the and then like, you have hey, the man. podcast. Like Travis is the ultimate. Like he just steals everyone. So like, hey, you want me to practice with you? I'll go with your coach. Oh, I'll have every single person in the volleyball world on the podcast, so I can ask them questions. Always pick your brain about all these things. It's pretty brilliant. You yeah, expedited your the career. Fox in the hen house. Yeah. <laughs> this guy knows Genius. what he's doing over here. Genius. <laughs> um, all right, I guess kind of to wrap everything up. What was everyone's? I don't know. It's weird. It doesn't feel like season's over still. But anyway, I guess it kind of is. Like, what is everyone's? What was everyone's toughest loss this season? And what what was everyone's like highlight moment? Uh, my toughest loss. I had a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say the in Turkey when I we didn't break pool, and I was just played the worst match ever. I like went to the ocean. I was into the darkness. I just left. Yeah. Found the beach. <laughs> Hucked my backpack, just yeah. like, God damn it! You know, realizing that I just blew my world champs bid, that I very much thought I should be a part of, and then was halfway across the world at an event that I didn't make any money at, that I didn't even want to be at. So that's pretty tough. There's one. It's a tough that's, one. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I got probably two contenders in Australia. Me and Tim were in the last round of the qualifier. And we were uh, we won the first set like twenty one thirteen, just 
smashed them. We were up like 17-14 in the second. Ended up losing that, maybe 21-18, something bad. And then third set, we were up again, lose. And it was just shitting rain, sideways rain, like 20 miles an hour winds. And it was, I mean, it was miserable to be out there, and it was really miserable to blow a lead twice and lose. And then losing the qualifier and one stars or futures whatever and you're not making money anyway yeah but i was like at least it would have been nice to get points to kind of add it up so we were just there in australia which I, there are worse places to be stuck to vacation than australia that was ended up being yeah. amazing just right. hang out was on and them but um so that's high and then uh probably lost to evan in manhattan we were up uh, 2017 on yeah, him and Bill and lost 22 20. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> if you're one. sensing a theme about finishing matches, I think there is one. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> should have closed the set out against <laughs> us, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so they're probably those two. At least against you guys, I was like, it's so freaking hot. It's nice when you lose to a team and then you're like, and then they win the tournament too. You're like, yep. well, at least that makes my loss look a little better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a while, we we're the only ones who even pushed you guys past deuces. Yeah. You guys kind of whipped up on everyone after. I was like, yeah. Transit <laughs> property. Yeah. We were the second best team in the tournament. Yeah. Exactly. At 13th. <laughs> what about you? Worst and best um, moment. My worst, it's weird because it wasn't at, like, any big tournament. Like, I go back and forth between, like, when you lose the super close, tight battles, but you play really well, it's, like, it's so tough to lose that, but it, at least you can hold your head high. Like, I played a really good game, and they may have just had a couple more plays. I don't know. I go back and forth if that's worse or if that makes me feel better. But, um, and I had, I had a lot of those. Like, M-Day and I had a lot of, like, third set, like, 15-13 or like 19-17 like we had yeah. a, we had won against Jess Gaffney and Molly Turner in Fort Lauderdale we had won against May Craft and Stockman in Manhattan like we had against Pavin and Mackenzie Ponette in Manhattan we had that a lot like third set grinders um but I think my lowest moment was in I went to Denver with Abby Van Winkle just to like I wanted to go to Denver and um Tom Davenport was hosting us and it just was like I want to go like play for fun and like the tour series is great money and I think Abby and I could do well even though we didn't really practice much together we'd play together in college and we almost beat the Maestrinis we had won two games earlier we played the Maestrinis our third game of the day we we were up I want to say we were up nine six in the third set and we lost started raining we lost and we let Lily ace us, like, twice up the middle, and that was, like, so tough. Like, that's a great team that we could have beaten to make it to the to Sunday. Then we lose such, like, a heartbreaker, and we have to play another game that night to make it to Sunday. And we play um, Jen Keddy and Katie Dickens. Do you guys know them? Katie Dickens is really, really good. She's really, really good. I haven't seen Jen play. I've only seen yeah. Katie play with other people, but they're, she's they're awesome. a good pair. They're like they're yeah. pretty underrated. They were in quite a few like pro series this year. Like they're they're a good pair. Um, we be in the first set twenty one thirteen, and the classic like twenty one thirteen, and then we lost in three. And the Theo, the Theo. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I I'm usually like not a sore loser like at all. Like usually I'm like. All right, life moves on. Right, and we lost, and I sat there, and I fin. I, then I, and I was thinking, like, I took a ninth in a tour series. I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, it was just a low point. Like, I was like, and I sat in the sand, and I remember like, there were so many emotions. Like, Tony was there watching. She like came out just to watch and like be around volleyball, and like, it was just like the vibes were weird, and like, 
her and Evan and Abby's parents were all like drinking beers and like the first set was so loose and we won and then they were like oh my god I'll never forget this moment like they after the first set they're like Tony's like drink a sip of this beer come on like it was so we crushed them and we were doing so well and I took a sip of the beer and then we lost I just feel like (laughs) I don't think it had anything to do with the beer but I just think the energy slipped and then like they were like we started losing the second set and I, they like, they were so close to the court and they were just like blabbing about whatever, not watching the game and we were losing. And I turned and I'm like, can you guys like cheer a little bit? I can hear everything you're talking about. And the energy's so bad. Like we're about to lose the second set. Like I was, yeah. I let all the, these outside forces, yeah. like it didn't really affect my performance, but yeah. like mentally it affected me. And then we lost and I couldn't look at any of them for the rest. Of, I didn't talk to Evan for like two hours. Like I couldn't, yeah. And I'm not like that ever. And I sat and I couldn't even look at them. Like I sat and a lot of times it's how you lose that pisses yes, you off. Yes. And yeah. I just looked off into the distance. Like all the other courts were done. Like, I mean, yeah. we we're, were on like those outer courts in Denver and I sat there and just like yeah. cried and had a moment. And I was like, I've never been so mad in my life. Yeah. Like it was just one of those losses. Sorry. That was a long story, but like I could not even fathom that one. Yeah. I let all the external things totally affect. That was a low point for me, for sure. I feel you. Yeah. Been there. Well, we'll end on something high. Yeah. What? I said, we'll end on something high then. Oh, my high? High high notes for the (laughs) 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 show. Put a damper on that. (laughs) In the mood. (laughs) Well, someone asked about losses, right? Yeah. 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 Wasn't someone also, like, trolling us on these questions? Yeah, he said, this (laughs) is what he asked. (laughs) (laughs) He had, like, five different questions, right? He said, yeah, he had a toughest loss. I guess this is like he said. Try losing to Hagen. Try losing to Timmy, or me losing to Tony. Hagen and them played really well when I played them, and it was embarrassing. Like we were the one seed. Um, they played really well though. They played they well. They won their next we were, one too. I knew we were playing bad at the time. Like yeah. we were in a funk. Yeah. Going into it, and we were like ready. All right, when's this gonna click? Obviously, it clicked the next tournament. Yeah. But so I was like, whatever. I mean, they they played they good played really well. It's just embarrassing when you're the one seed and. And then it was like 14, 13, 16. I think. Yeah. I mean, sorry, 15, 12, maybe? Uh, that was 13? 16, 14. Oh, 16, 14. You were 14. down 14, 11 and 10. Yeah, yeah, we yes. came back. So it was yes. like yeah. one of those things. Yeah. Not that embarrassing. Sorry, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's like, so how embarrassed were you when you... Or what was there? Does someone else ask a question like... Uh, why were you scared of... Same guy. He said, why did you chicken out of the Paris elite? <laughs> oh, what, is that what it's Beto just hammering you. I thought he said, like, uh, why were you scared against Kim and Theo or something like that? That's, he probably said he that, too. threw out, like, ten questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Do I have to answer these? <laughs> no, you no. can just uh, huh. go with the high note. Oh, yeah, high note. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just... Come on. Manhattan... Come on. Come Manhattan on. number two. Chicago was a better game and a better, like, moment of winning that. And, and winning two in a row was really important to mm-hmm. me. Um, so focusing through multiple and, like, going through that high yeah. of Manhattan and then focusing and refocusing. And, I mean, Fort Lauderdale, too, after, like, a lull of, you know, like, yeah. that was that was cool to see, too. It was nice to get out of our funk yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chicago, Manhattan. But probably got to give it to Manhattan. Cause yeah, have to. It, not many people are on there once, but you jump about halfway up that list when you get on there twice. Yeah, yeah. especially twice in a row. 
in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, your match in your final in Chicago was what I picked for match of the year, though. That was epic. That yeah, was my epic. match of the year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, epic. I thought that was. Amazing. I kind of loved Manhattan final though. Hey, ask Cam and Theo about that one. (laughs) I don't think that would make the list. Whoever that guy is that answered that question. (laughs) (laughs) Was I scared there? (laughs) No, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Sam, what's your high? Me? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, Tony and I were on such a good run. Um, be, we beat um, Zana and Brandy. That was a big one for us in three in New Orleans. That was a big one. And obviously, like, after that, that was it was tough after that. But um, I think just a high for me, like, it's easy to get be like, oh, this season wasn't great. But, like, I learned so much um, about how to travel internationally. Oh, wait, what am I thinking? No, beating the Australians was a high for sure. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. That was really cool. We almost did it twice, too, in the same tournament. That would have yeah. been, like, epic to make. Um, Portugal. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so, yeah, I guess individual moment, probably that. But, yeah, like, learned a lot from M-Day, like, on, you know, how to travel internationally and, like, just continuing to – I still feel like I don't know anything. And, like, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to look back and be like, what was I doing? Like, um, and I guess a really cool thing is just getting into the USA facility it was yeah. a really big thing this summer. and. Um, I felt really lost last summer and during COVID without like a, like without UCLA, the weightlifting thing. So like getting in with miles at, at, um, USA is obviously really great. And like, even yesterday, yesterday in the gym, it was like me, Evan Logan, Tony, Julia Scholes, Haley Harvard, um, Tori Van Winden. It was just like a young crew in there. And it was fun to see like the, we're like the development group and to see how much it's growing and like how many great players are in there and how we all had so much fun just hanging out laughing and we're all we're all good friends and so I think just getting the opportunity to to be in there and I think I definitely have higher goals and expectations but I think it all come when the time is right and I'm just continuing to learn and and grow and yeah all good things it's definitely better to think that you don't know anything than to think you know it all yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be like, <laughs> you know, cons- like if I was like peaking right now, like I, you know, obviously I want to win and do well, but yeah. like I know how much more I can do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's exciting that I've already, I've already grown so much this season from like, I look at my volleyball now in comparison to college and like what, like, I don't like, I yeah. used to think I was good in college. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've grown so much as a player, like, Mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, and being able to compete with all these girls, I think the level is just so insane right now. Yeah, that's um, true. But to see where I'm at and to see, like, how much I need to learn is, like, ridiculous. So to hopefully see, like, where my game can go in the next couple of years is, is really, really exciting. And it's easy to get, like, frustrated when you're not, like, the, you know, you want things right now. And that's something that was hard all season. But when you take a step back, you're like, okay, like, there's so much hopefully more to go yeah. i feel physically i feel great mentally i'm a little bit tired and burnt out but i think that's just because a lot of travel and a lot of like tournaments that i left like i want to freaking drink on sundays i'm sick of drinking <laughs> on saturdays you know i'm over it. i'm really over it yeah um so but yeah it, it sounds think, like you set a really good foundation for like, yeah you put in yeah. all this foundational work yeah. that now you can go Build up on yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's like definitely it's like some that, positives. Uh, it's like that yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. He said, uh, 
as the area of your knowledge increases, yeah. so too does the perimeter of your ignorance, mm-hmm. which is basically like a fancy way of saying like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. It's so true. And every year it just becomes truer and truer. And then, yeah, yeah. Move, moving up here and moving in with Evan, and like, I feel like I'm a part of this community and like doing game nights and you try yeah. was in my house on my birthday. That was really, really cool. Like I have friends up here from all, all different ages and places and people. And yeah. So many, the more I think about it, this is great. I love yeah. this. <laughs> I'm in a good mood now. I went from a low to a high. I'm feeling Once feeling we kicked good. Beto out. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? I think, um, started on a great high when me and Tim the 31 seed in Mexico beat the 2 seed yeah. in the qualifier yeah. that was a lot of fun especially yeah. in one of the coolest venues I've ever played that Bull Arena yeah. was sick so cool um, and then I think getting third in Virginia um, especially the way we did it just like a marathon battle yeah. in conditions that were hotter than Fort Lauderdale um, with Salila Tucker and, and Dentler and we it was like 27 25 25, 27, 15, 12. Yeah. And then immediately me and JM just like collapse, like roll to the ocean. JM's like, bro, I'm done. Like <laughs> had nothing left. And so we were like, all right, mission accomplished. Yeah. Qualified for Florida. Drove home. Ate some crab cakes. Called it a good day. Good day. <laughs> I love it. Ended on high. Could you? One of the few people who pulled out of a tournament on a win. That's baller. <laughs> Hack the system. That's baller. <laughs> yeah. Always fun hanging, Sav. Always fun to be here, guys. Yeah. Good to have the fan questions. Yeah. Beto, if you don't start lighting it up, you're being suspended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pressing. Bring more, bring more. Trolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Right. Shoots. Shoots. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>